Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 188, 188 episodes of Worship Leader Props Podcast. That's just crazy to me, man. Uh, So we're going to do the things that we always do. We want to entertain you, we want to encourage you, and we want to equip you. And before we get started, I hope you will do something for us. Head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and a really nice review. We would just be really, really grateful for that. And speaking of grateful, I am grateful for the people in my life who have left like a forever mark on me. And I have the honor of sitting with one of those people today. It is none other than the big Ariva Derchi, Pastor Scott Longyear. You got me all teared up, man. Like, I feel like we should pray friends are friends forever in the background, you know, and do the the thing. Hey, I'm just like everybody else. Let me tell you why I'm showing up, man. I'm showing up because the older I get, and maybe this is me, the older I get, I feel like I get out of touch with the hip jive that the the lingo of the, of the kids, you know what I'm saying? Even that I, even when I say hip jive, like my grown daughters, my adult daughters are rolling their eyes like dad, but here's what I know. Brian Tabor has his pulse on pop culture and the words. So like, I'm just taking notes every, like I'm using, I'm using questies. Now I'm using Starbies now, like middle schoolers start taking notes oh when I start gosh. dropping. Them I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh man. Well, how are things in, I just learned a few years ago, uh, they call the city of Indianapolis Naptown. Naptown. Yeah. yeah. So how are, how are things in Naptown? Things in Naptown are good. Been a really beautiful week, beautiful weather, uh, time on the deck. You know, we got this crazy puppy who's, it's like uh, yeah. having a wild monkey living in your house. And so we're just living the dream, man. Cooking tasty meats and yes, you are loving life. How's, how are things yeah. in paradise? Uh, they're good. They're good. We just finished up. Uh, I know a lot of churches have done at the movie series. We just did the first, that f- church has been doing that for years. We've, we've just did it for the very first time and it was so cool. We, it exceeded my expectations. I will, awesome. I will say that. And so it gave us a strong summer and I think we're looking for a, for a good, a good fall, you know? And, That's um, awesome. yeah, like I think we're just like everybody else. We're kind of trying to figure out, figure out the whole deal. But like, right, I, yeah, right. I, I feel like there's some, there's some pretty good traction. I'm, I'm exhausted mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. everybody on the platforms giving their opinion, mm-hmm. you know, yes. like uh, who was it I was listening to? I don't, I cause I need to give credit to it. And they, they had said, uh, let's see if I can get this right. Uh, it feels like when people are, uh, are giving their theological opinion, it's like a public swimming pool. <laughs> most of the most of the noise is coming from the shallow end. Yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah. Hello. So, yeah. Yeah, I forget I forget who said that, but I was like, yeah, that's just that's, that's just kind of kind of how it is, but man, it's you know, it's always good. It's always good to jump yeah. uh to jump in here. Sorry Jen's not yeah. here today. I think she's soaking up some some rays somewhere she's, on the beach or you know. Yeah. 
you know, do something, something like that. But we're going to have a good time together anyway. Absolutely. Like usually I think we're going to have some laughs because Brian always brings the funny and kids get the notebook out because he's going to drop some words that you're going to want to work into your <laughs> daily conversation. So you too can be a hipster. <laughs> right. We're going to, uh, we're going to laugh at prayer concerns uh, together. And then here's what we're going to do in this episode. We're going to break down as you know, you guys continue to send in the DMs of like, like, hey, how about this? Or what's your experience with this or anything? Please keep sending those in or any like, man, I'm looking for some resources on this. What might you suggest? Like we're all about connecting uh, people together. But this is the question that we're going to bust apart uh, today. How do you handle members of your team who undermine your authority? Uh-uh. How do you handle members Oof. of your team who undermine Oof. your authority? Because we all deal with that. Right. right. So we're going to offer a little bit of perspective on that. But before we do, hey, Brian, this, uh, tell them about one of our sponsors, Planning Center. Okay, fam, it's time to talk about Planning Center. So if you're a worship pastor, maybe you're thinking, I'm already using services. What are we doing talking about Planning Center? Okay, well, did you know that with services, you can also have free access to another incredibly powerful product called People? With People, you can create a volunteer pipeline to get new volunteers through their application process and then assign to a team. In People, you can create an online form to get new volunteers, a workflow to help you walk them step-by-step through the application and training process, and then automatically add them to services so you can get them scheduled. And that's just one way you can use People. So give it a try. Learn more at planningcenter.com slash pipeline. And remember, if your church is looking for tools to help with things like giving, small group chat, event signups, live streaming, and custom reporting, Planning Center has tools for that too. So let your church administrator know. Check out planningcenter.com. Man, we love those folks at Planning Center. Love, love, love them. Um, Okay, Pastor Scott, I got a question for you. Okay. You've, I'm sure, I know you've traveled out of the country, you've traveled extensively inside the country, and you know how, like when somebody hosts you, you don't always know if they're going to serve you a meal, like you don't always know what they're going to put in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. So in your travels, or even in paradise, what is the grossest thing that you have ever had to eat just to be polite? Oh man, that's a great question. Um monkey brains probably in africa no i told i totally no. made that up but man that sounded really good. <laughs> i was like come on you know i it hasn't it hasn't happened for a long time but uh it, it years ago we were first in ministry and i was a super picky eater i'm still mm-hmm. kind of but like i was super super picky then and somebody a really nice lady like like a house that looked like a museum she brought out like this fruit cocktail kind of stuff and i'm like not a fan at all and I didn't choke it down. And she left the room and my wife looked at me like, are you kidding me? They served a shrimp cocktail and I hate shrimp and I ate it all. And you're not going to eat this, you know? So that was it. But that's, hey, it's a little like that fear, that fear is for real for oh, the picky for eaters. Real, right? it's yeah, for real. What about you? Has that happened to you? Okay. Yeah. It happened to me once. Um, we were in, uh, we were in New York city and we were with some people that we knew from college and they took us to a a Thai restaurant. And look, I've lived in Indiana my whole life. Like Thai is newish here, you know, right. We're sort of like the, it's the heartland. Meat <laughs> it's potatoes, meat potatoes, fried baby. chicken, <laughs> chicken and dumplings, man, comfort food. So these, they wanted to take us to a Thai restaurant. Okay. 
So it's a Thai restaurant in New York City. They probably knew exactly what they were doing. But I made the mistake of going to the bathroom. And the bathroom, literally, I was bumping into the cook when I was slipping into the bathroom, okay? <laughs> this was a tiny, tiny place. And uh, let me just say, I choked it down. I did it. I survived. <laughs> and it was all good in the hood. But man, whoo, I was scared. <laughs> I was so scared. Don't check the Yelp, right? Is it Yelp on the, the food <laughs> exactly, thing? Yeah, don't be, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> don't check that until um, much, much later. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So You probably you know, wouldn't ladies, have given that place a five-star. No, I would not have. No. I would not have. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have an announcement to make. Breaking news. That's a drum roll, if you can't tell. <laughs> this is breaking news on the Worship Leader Probs podcast. We have a brand new book in the works. And we're breaking the news. We're breaking that story here today. Tell them, Scott. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is exciting. Uh, so Heath Bottomley, who's friend of the podcast, had on before Absolutely. Maven Media and all that. So Heath and I have uh, partnered up and uh, releasing a book in September called Fight for the Future. Fight for the Future. And here's mm -hmm. the deal. Uh, you know, most of us listening to this are, are leaders and we want to make sure that we're part of building something that, that really does matter, right? We don't want to waste our mm -hmm. time. But if we're going to build our strong, build a strong future, here's what, what we found out through a lot of trial and, and a lot of error that we got to do the right things for the right reasons with the right people, right things, right reasons, the right people. So how do we know that we're doing that uh, intentionally? Like, how do we build a strong culture? You know, what are the dangers that can der derail us? You know, cause it doesn't just happen. We, we say we can either drift into the future or we can architect the future. Mm -hmm. And so this resource is, is all about that. It uses uh, the book of, of Nehemiah as a little bit of pulling some principles out of there and, and super fun. Uh, it, Heath is, Heath is writing a so chapter creative. and then I'm writing a chapter, then he's writing a chapter. So we're sharing off the chapters and like, this guy is just creative. Like he's a great wordsmith. I've enjoyed reading mm -hmm. what he's, what he's written. And so, yeah, we're super excited. We're going to, we're going to launch that. That's actually going to physically drop. We think the first place it's going to physically drop will be the experience conference. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. And, and we'll go, I think it's going to be a helpful resource to, uh, to some folks. Cause all of us are like, man, there's a, mm -hmm. there's a great future ahead and we want to make sure that we're really intentional about, about leading into it. Absolutely, man. Can't wait. That's like a two of my favorite people. That's like one of the Rocky movies, like Rocky and Apollo Creed, like in the ring, these two guys trading <laughs> jabs, man. I can't wait. Two of my favorite leaders. Uh, so that's going to be good. And you might, here's what you might as well do. Just come to experience conference, right? Oh, yeah. Register, yeah. come and enjoy it. Connect with us. Grab your copy of Fight for the Future while you're there. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, September 6th through the 9th, uh, Disney's Coronado Springs Resort in Orlando. I mean, Scott, I was looking at this uh, image uh, graphic that Experience shared about opening night. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And that's just, that's just opening night. You that's know. just one night. And I don't know if we've talked about it uh, here or not, Brian, like there's just so, I mean, it's a great, we talk about it all the time. Like it's just this great family reunion and we have the families growing, we're on record pace and all that. And, and it is about, um, it is, it is about learning from people who are further along with us, but we don't, we don't elevate them. We say we lower the stage. It's about the great name of Jesus. And here's the cool thing that's happening is that we have a lot of people who are who we'd say the Lord has given a platform who influence us in our leadership and influence us in the worship realm, who are are who are 
physically, literally calling experience saying, saying this, man, we hear that the Lord's moving there and there's some, some great things that are going on. We want to be a part of that. How can we come mm-hmm. and be a part of it? And they're not calling saying like, uh, talk to my booking agent and pay my and pay this exorbitant <laughs> fee. They're like, like, what is it going to take? We like really just right. want to be a part. And so every person I'm heading up the teaching team, the main session teaching team, mm-hmm. every every person that's a part of that is, is somebody who's like, man, whatever you need me to do, I just, I just want to be where the Lord is moving. And listen, that's so where you awesome. want to be. That's where your teams want to be. I'm excited. I got my team coming. We're going to be able to worship together. Um, we're going to be able to learn together. We just, we can't say enough. Plus I, and this isn't hype, right? One of the highlights for me of it is that we get to do this live podcast. Oh man. Together. Isn't that so much so fun? Good. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's one, one of my favorite things. I mean, I love doing this every week. Uh, but doing it with a live audience is just yeah. next level. So come join us. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we'll be there. Jen will be there. You got Cody Carnes, friends, friends of the podcast, Meredith Andrews, Andy Rozier, Mac Brock, Jonathan Trailer, Hope Darce, John Egan, uh, Chittima uh, from Passion, Passion City Church. We got Thrive Worship. We are messengers. Taranda Green. You guys. And there's this dude, Scott Longyear speaking right yeah i don't know that i would have said that but (laughs) it's gonna be fire so you can find the link in our bio uh just click that link in our bio and and cruise down to the the link for uh uh, experience conference 22 registration and join us it's going to be awesome yeah and hey as long as you got your computer open why not go over to uh to apple podcast right exactly Five stars, guys. Five stars, fresh review. Engage, you know, click follow on some podcast platforms and fresh. I got to write that down. That's one of your words for fresh. fresh. Okay. That's kind of maybe a recycle word. Minty fresh. (laughs) Oh, minty fresh. I got that one. (laughs) Hey, my friend, uh, Ashlyn, he's trying to get me to use uh, straight gas, I think is the the phrase he's trying to, that's straight gas. Oh, really? See, I don't know. I, I think I got to run that by some 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 people a little more hip than you and I to know because they may be they may be kind of like trying to pull a sneaky straight gas. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man. Hey, as long as as long as we're laughing, can we just laugh a little bit more, a little tongue in cheek at a little part of the podcast that we call prayer concerns. Prayer Concerns is brought to you by our friends at Five Words Media. They're the amazing people that bring you free church AV. Five Words Media is also the official AVL integrator of Worship Leader Props. Now, if your church is planning an upgrade to your production gear or maybe you have a new building in the works, start with a call or an email to the team at Five Words Media. They're the best in the biz and they will do an incredible job of finding the right gear to help your church realize their vision of making a greater impact for the kingdom. Just consider them as an extension of your church production team, and they'll focus on the five words that clients experience with every project they do. Those five words are see, hear, feel, design, and build. Just click the link in our bio and then click on the link for five words media to get started today. Yeah, guys, so prayer concerned, man. Honest, straight up, when we were brainstorming this podcast, we thought this would be really funny and we thought it would last for maybe a month. And here we are, 188 episodes in, and you guys are still sending them in. They just keep coming. 
They keep coming. The fam and we keeps love getting you crazy. Exactly. <laughs> and so what's a prayer concern if you're new to the podcast? Thanks for finding us. Uh, so our congregation, they like to tell us what they think of the job we're doing, right? Maybe they'll use the prayer request section of your connection card or the chat of your live stream, or they'll hop on YouTube in your comments, or maybe go extra level. They'll send you a Google review. Um, they're going to tell you what they, they think. And people send these in. We'll never share your name or your church's name, but go to worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the prayer concerns tab and submit yours today. You can also DM them, those to us on any of the socials. Um, yeah, it's uh, so it's, it, it gives me life. It gives me <laughs> life. So let's dive right in. Prayer concern number one. I met a new person in one of our services recently. He was sitting at the back. When we talked further, he said he sits at the back because, quote, speakers do weird things to him if he sits close to the front. <laughs> mm. I don't know what that means. <laughs> this, hopefully he means the speakers where the sound is coming from and not like I the hope, speakers like I the pastors. So. <laughs> yeah, I, ho- I hope. I, maybe That's, something electronic. Like, I don't know. that. Yeah. What, we need a follow up on that, man. <laughs> Like, can you always ask why? Can you tell me, tell me about that. That's the question. Tell me, tell me a little more about that. (laughs) Oh my Lord. Come on, fam. All right. Number two, prayer concern. Number two, after a youth praise night, one of the elders wives walked up to me and said, I am disappointed in you for wearing jeans during, during the service. Mm. Ladies in ministry should wear skirts or dresses that go to the knees. That way you won't distract the male members of the church. Chapter and verse sister. Chapter now, okay. We, we all have to be like when you're a good looking dude like Scott, you got to be aware of your surroundings. Like, you don't yeah, want to yeah, walk I only wear around skirts and long and, dresses. I don't say <laughs> you, you don't want to rock around and something's going to be a stumbling block, you know, people plucking their eyes out. You want to be nice and holy, but the, you know, I probably are, are we, I, I think we're long past the mm, you'd be surprised, man. We've been some places, we've been some places. <laughs> my gosh. All right. Number three, prayer concern. Number three, I'm an electric guitarist for my church. And I recently had a gentleman come up to me and say, Hey, you did a great job today, but your hat's on backwards. I don't know if you realize that or not. And I looked him straight back in the eyes and I said, I am very aware of that. And I'm also very aware that Jesus loves me all the same. I tipped my hat and walked away. He tipped his backwards hat. How did, I just wonder how he did that. Exactly. Did backwards. he turn around and give it a little thing? I don't know. Like, up? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I don't know if your you, hat's buddy. on backwards. I've never had a hat on backwards and been like, I, is this on forward? Is this on backwards? I don't. I was aware. Yeah. I, I, was, I was aware. Fully aware. Yes, that's nice. <laughs> All right. Number four, prayer concern. Number four, my, my son watched me lead worship once and said, mom, you are going to be really good at directing planes someday. <laughs> Must be pretty expressive, you know? Yeah, I really. Know. I guess maybe it was the orange flashlight deals that she was holding up <laughs> as she was doing it. Maybe was that it? Or she had like the bright, the bright, uh, the bright yellow vest. Oh my god! Or maybe gosh. it was the chalks that she was holding up for. The- for the airplane wheels. Maybe it was all that. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. All right. Here's the last one. The bottom of the pudding cup prayer concern. Number five, we got this comment recently and it just simply says, 
who needs to worship for eight minutes? Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's a burn, man, right? That is a burn. <laughs> like, <laughs> for hey, if eight minutes is too wow. long for you, heaven's going to be a real... <laughs> A real test. It's going to seem like, I don't know, eternity. Like, eternity. Right? <laughs> like eight, eight whole minutes. Wow. Eight whole minutes. Yeah, because I've said, oh. really, I mean, after two and a half, I've pretty much said everything to Jesus that I that I could and to possibly describe. Exactly, him. right. That's all I got. That's all I got. Dude. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, so fam, those are prayer concerns. <laughs> Keep them coming. You can go to uh, worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the prayer concerns tab and submit yours. Or you can DM those to us uh, on any of the socials. So let's <laughs> head into the next segment of the podcast that we call sliding into the DMs. And sliding into the DMs is brought to you by Marshall Electronics. For over 40 years, Marshall has been producing broadcast quality video equipment for churches of all sizes. Marshall is a sponsor of Free Church AV and also the maker of some amazing broadcast cameras in a variety of configurations that fit perfectly into church production workflows. If you're looking for high quality and affordable cameras to build into your church or live event space, Go check out the Marshall family of cameras. The new miniature CV566 camera can be seen in this season's install of Free Church AV, featuring the latest in Sony sensor technology, offering amazing HD performance in an extremely compact footprint with the ability to, to deliver crystal clear images in low light and dynamic lighting environments. If you would like more information about Marshall cameras, click the link in our bio and watch for more details as we complete season three of Free Church AV. Love our friends at Marshall. Mm. They got the coolest dude, man. The guy that we talk with there is Todd Musgrave. And he's a little bit like you because you're Scott with just one T. Mm -hmm. He's Todd with just one D. Really? I haven't seen yeah. that. Yeah. Props to him for saving the environment. I figure people right. like us, like there's a lot of ink exactly. that's wasted on a lot of, lot of save, saving the environment. Todd is out there in so, Cali. Oh, well, yeah. Making it happen, man. Making it happen. Good. Well, we're grateful for them. We are grateful. So, okay. We're going to talk about a question that came in from a listener. How do you handle members of the team who undermine your leadership? Mm hmm. Ah, uh, man, that's never happened to me. So I don't know how that's. Uh... <laughs> what If you had to guess, uh, Brian, what percentage in your worship leading career, what, what percentage of the time did you deal with that? Do you think was that a, was it a high percentage, low percentage? It was high. <clears throat> really? Yeah, it really? was a high, okay. it was a high percentage. Okay. Um, in seasons, it was, it was high in, in certain seasons and with certain people, it was higher than it was with other people. Yeah. You know, yeah. Respectfully. Man, <laughs> you know, I think, uh, I don't know that it's ever going to go away because yeah, yeah. we're human. Right. Right. And, and um, I don't know if we talked about it on here or not, but I was, uh, I was making my way through this, the chosen and there's a mm. scene where I forget what season it's in. Um, but, uh, Jesus is with Matthew up uh, on a little bit of a ridge and he's, he's overlooking the, the rest of the disciples. And they're like, 
get ready to break camp or they're doing something around camp and they're bickering and, and all that. And, and um, Matthew turns to Jesus and he's like, he's like, they, they fight a lot. <laughs> like, they just, like they fight all the time. And uh, it was so profound. Jesus just turns to him and he says, yeah, that's, that's, that's what happens when you open it up to everybody. Oof. Mm. And I'm like, mm. man, that is so true. That's what happens when you open it up to everybody. You have different mm. personalities and yep. uh, different passions and all that. And unfortunately, sometimes that it doesn't bring out the, the best in us. But yeah. so if I've got somebody on a, on a team that undermine leadership or my leadership, I think the first question I have to ask is, is it their problem or is it my problem? Mm-hmm. Is it their problem or is it always, okay, well, they're acting out, so it's a little bit their problem, but I have to ask myself, have I, have I told them the guidelines? Mm-hmm. I think as leaders, we assume everybody knows, you know, um, show up on time, rehearse your stuff, run through the set, know the console, know the lighting cues, mm-hmm. what are like, if I, have mm-hmm. I established guidelines with them? Yeah. Another question I have to ask is, is have I given them vision? Mm-hmm. I, I told them like, this is where we're going. And really this is why we're doing it. When you cast a vision, it's not just, it's not just the what, but it's the why, the why gets lost a lot of times. Yep. Absolutely. It's a vision. And then I have to ask myself like, and I'm terrible about this, man. Like I, I have to be intentional about this. Like, have I established expectations? Mm-hmm. You know, cause I'm sometimes like I'm an Enneagram six. So I'm like a kind of a, a feeler and a steady and I hate, you know, hurting people's feelings and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, I don't want to put expectations on you because I might hurt your feelings. Well, then you get hurting a bunch of cats, right? They don't have yeah, the expectations. Right. And we talked about it before. People are going to rise and fall to the level of expectation. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so are you, are you setting expectations? You know, so yeah. what about you, Brian? How would you, how do you address that? Oh man, you're right on everything you said for it's not ever going to go away because it's uh, your team is kind of living and breathing. It's changing and adapting and growing and, you know, expanding, contracting all that stuff. Uh, You've always got new people coming in, hopefully. And uh, yeah, I I loved what you said there at the beginning. Um, Is it, is it your problem or is it their problem? Like, you know, there are personality types. There are people that are, um, just used to more freely expressing their opinions and they're going to do it whether it's open season for that or not. Um, but I think oftentimes what I try to do first, and this is a, a discipline I've had to grow into. It is not natural for me to do this. I want you to hear me say that, uh, to step back and say, okay, what is it in me? Is there something in me? Mm, Am I leaving a a gap? Am I leaving a hole? Am I missing something? Am I not communicating something clearly? Like you talked about keeping the why in front of them. Uh, Is there a, is there something I'm missing that uh, is opening the space for them to say, uh, I'm going to just step in and fix that for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, uh, I do think that people need a process as far as like, where do they go if they don't agree? Now, I think it's, I think it's different with volunteers and with, uh, paid staff. There's a, there's kind of a, a difference there, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've had to work out on our staff cause we're, you know, uh, our staff is growing. We're trying to figure out the dynamics, this, the human dynamics and, and all that. And how do we, how do we, how do we deal with that? So I think people need a process to talk about. Uh, disagreements. So here's how mm-hmm. we've established that here 
if you're disagreeing with your supervisor, like if Brian's my supervisor and I'm like, man, I just don't agree with you on that. I'm thinking that we're not seeing that or something. Instead of me going and, and talking to a bunch of other people about that, we have a no gossip policy here. Like we don't Absolutely. do that. Yeah. Um, what am I going to do? I'm going to go, I'm going to go talk to HR and get some other people involved in it. I'm not, I shouldn't go up to the senior pastor's office. I shouldn't climb up like four levels. Like I'm going to process and bring somebody else in the loop with that. So I think there kind of needs to be a process. Now on the volunteer mm -hmm. side, I don't know. It may depend on, on how, how rigid and strong your volunteer, you know, level mm -hmm. is, but here's what gets frustrating with me, Brian, is like, in so many of these conversations, it's like trying to nail jello to the wall. It is. Yep. You know, you're like, well, this guy, I'm like, well, what's this guy doing? Well, and here's the most frustrating thing is somebody comes, comes and says, Hey, don't say any, don't, you can't say anything, but, um, you know, Charlie, uh, he told the bass player that this worship set was all wrong and we should be doing all hymns, but don't tell him I told you that. So like, like, how do you handle that, Brian, when somebody comes to you, it brings a legitimate concern that you feel like leadership wise, you need to address, but they're like, I don't tell them. Cause if you go and tell them, then you're throwing them under the bus. But that if you don't say anything, you, you've got a festering sore that could yeah. become infected in your team. What do you do? Yeah, man, I think you have to just go, you have to go to, to Charlie and say, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm here. I heard this and, and here's why it's important if you have thoughts like that for you to come to me uh, because what that can do is it, like you said, it can create an open sore that can kind of fester on the team. Uh, it can create a little bit of a chasm between me and a volunteer or sometimes a group of volunteers or uh, one of my, one of my favorites and I'm using air quotes for favorites uh, is when somebody comes and they claim to represent a, like a large group. Of, oh, like gosh. I'm, I'm here on behalf of the team. Some or, people have been saying, yeah, who yeah, is it? There's oh, a I can't number tell of you. people in the congregation uh -huh. who feel this way as well. Um, but they're not, you know, going to talk to you. And so I, you know, I think in the, in the context of even communicating that why and keeping the vision in front of your people, um, I think it's okay to remind them, you know, if you're a full-time staff member, you're in the building for 60 hours a week or whatever your number is, um, a volunteers in the, in the, in the, in the building for maybe depending on how many services you have, maybe it's an hour, it's two hours, it's five hours. I mean, so there's a, that's a lot. Five hours is a lot for a volunteer, but it's a, it's a, it's a far cry from 60. And so to, to, to say, you know what, there's going to be times when you don't understand what we're doing or you don't understand why we're doing it or why we're doing it that way. Right. Um, part of that has to be a trust relationship between the two of us. And there are going to be things that I'm aware of that I can tell you about. And they're going to sometimes be things that I'm aware of that I can't tell you about um, because of the leadership role that, that I'm in. And so, you know, there's, there's gotta be a little bit of trust. Uh, there's gotta be a little bit of trust there. And I, I think that, I think that happens over time. Uh, over time with consistency and mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, you know, you got to prove that you're trustworthy. Yeah. I think it's a balance because you don't want to be this dictatorial leader that everybody's afraid of and nobody wants to say anything and stifles creativity and diminishes teamwork, but you also don't want to just be a doormat. You know, it's that, that real yeah. balance. And I, and I think the sweet spot is people that know, that really know that you care about them, you yeah, know? Absolutely. Um, so I think of it in, in terms of three stages. Like, so if this comes up, um, there's somebody trying to undermine leadership or whatever, and they're stepping out of bounds. Um, I think three stages. The first stage is a correcting conversation. Mm -hmm. Hey, Charlie, um, this came to my attention. 
um, da, 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 da. is this true? Because it may not be true. It may be, yeah. you know, by the time you've heard it, it's like, it's like through the, you remember in elementary school when you played telephone, you know, it's like by the time oh, yeah, you got to you, right. it's four levels away and it's not even the same thing. <laughs> um, but you need, but then, but then Charlie knows, oh my gosh, when I say something, it's actually not, I got a bunch of tattletales around here, but like these people take it seriously. And so yeah. it kind of helps set culture, you know, mm -hmm. like, like we don't talk about each other. We talk to each other, man. Yep, yep. So I would have a correcting conversation with Charlie and be like, Hey man, so I understand this. Tell me about like, uh, tell me about that. Well, here's how, here's how that plays here. That would be my, my first stage. And if it, if it, if he lines out and it gets there, great. But I also want to know, like, 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 Hey dude, come to me on this stuff because there may be something that I'm missing. Your ideas actually may be a deficiency that I have, or you may see something that I don't see. It's part of teamwork. But when you go talking to somebody else, that doesn't, doesn't help anything. Yeah. If it goes further, if that corrects it, fine. If it goes further, then I move to second stage. And second stage for me is another correcting conversation. Charlie, man, I, you know, uh, we're going to have to have this conversation again because I understand this continues to happen. So I just want to ask you, and I would just ask this simple question, what's in your heart? Mm -hmm. And then shut your mouth. Mm. What's in your heart? Oh, I don't know what you mean. What's in your heart? Because you got a heart issue behind there that can't really be solved with behavioral modification. So what's going on? I mean, what we know is that hurting people hurt people. So it's like, dude, what's up? So here's some motives that I've uncovered along the way. Um, some people may be acting out because they're fatigued, just exhausted. Um, I'm walking around hangry all the time. Like, and they're just looking for a dog to kick, man. And you're, and you're the dog, right? Mm -hmm. It may be that there's frustrations at home that they're carrying over yeah. in that. It could be that, that they're uh, frustrated because they're not getting support at home. And, and when they get home, all they hear from their husband or wife or whatever is, you spend all your time there and none of your time here. So now there's this mm -hmm. frustration, this tent, you know, who knows? It could be misplaced ambition. Mm -hmm. uh, we've both experienced that, right? You know, I think I can yeah. do the better job than you can. Listen, yeah. everybody who is not the leader, not about, most people who are not the leader feel like they can do a better job than a leader. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Take the leader's job for a week and see how well you do, right? Yeah, so it's misplaced exactly. ambition. Uh, one, of the, one of the motives could be a lack of forgiveness mm -hmm. in somebody else's life or maybe in your life. Maybe you did something that offended them and you need to apologize for, or maybe you were misunderstood. So maybe there's a, that man, it could be daddy issues, mm -hmm. right? I'm just trying right. to prove my, I find a lot of people that have like high level of ambition and motivation and be like, I got to prove my, prove myself. It comes through low self-esteem. Typically I find a lot of that is connected to identity. You know, I'm not like, I, I got to get accolades and I've got to prove my worth mm -hmm. um, because my identity, I know it's supposed to be in Jesus, but it's really not. And so mm -hmm. if my idea gets through or my way gets through, I've got these control issues. And really, I think if you, if you boil it down, it's, it's a lack of feeling safe, mm -hmm. but I would, mm -hmm. I would dig some heart stuff in there and go like, because psychology 101 is every behavior has a motive. Mm -hmm. Every behavior has a reason. So what's the reason behind this? You know, and then I would, and then I'd say, okay, now we found, we found this issue. I've had, I've had the second uh, correcting conversation with you. I'm now at stage two. I found out some motives. And so then I would ask, uh, I would ask Charlie this, uh, what's the plan for correcting this? Mm -hmm. What are you gonna do to correct this? Man, I feel like I need a break. I feel like I need some counseling. I feel like when that comes up, I need to come to you first. Yeah, brilliant. That would be, that'd be something oh, yep. absolutely yep. stellar to do, right? I feel right. like maybe I need, you know, but whatever. Like, what's the plan for correcting? That's stage two. And then stage three, I think stage three is, bro, we've had this conversation once. We've had this conversation again. This is the third time we've had this conversation. 
I'm going to have to ask you to step away. Mm-hmm. What, you going to kick him out of the church, man? Listen, if you can't play ball, you don't get to be on the team. Right. You don't get to be on team. Right. I may, <clears throat> I may want to bench you for a little while uh, so that I can uh, go through some restoration, help you through, help you through that. Oh man, I don't know what we would do with our team. Listen, would you rather have cancer at front of house or would you rather have somebody who can kind of do the job and you're just plugging right. a little bit? Like, like you have to defend it. And here's what's going to happen. The rest of your team is going to look at that and it's going to help them I'm going to say get in line. That seems a little dictatorial, but it's going to help set culture for them to go like, oh, this is how, this is how we play here, man. And I would say you have to address it. And this is hard for those of us who are more introverted and and all that, like you have to address it. I have uh, one of my business mentors says he was a a big business owner and he's like, I I was talking to him like, man, you let people go. Like, talk to me about the process of like, how do you internalize actually firing people? And he says this. If I lose, lose sleep for two nights in a row over somebody, something's going to change. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I own the business. I'm not going anywhere. Yep. Two times. Two times. I have another uh, oh, a mentor. Good. I was actually a uh, mentor I was meeting with this not long ago, Brady Boyd out in uh, at mm. New Life Colorado Springs. He says, I, I give I give every decision, uh, similar to this, I give it, give it two sleeps and one prayer. Mm. Two sleeps mm-hmm. and one prayer. So we want to take some time. We want to process that. But I... I, I I think that's a good kind of thing to go through. The worst thing that you can do is completely, completely avoid it. But that's a temptation, right, Brian? Just to go like, yeah, ah, yeah. let's not rock the boat. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's it, you know, it's it's tough. But I love what you what you talked about there. It sets culture and it sets expectation for the rest of the team. Um, and it it uh, it you know, it doesn't have to be a uh, like you said, a, like a dictatorship. Um, but it does communicate to the rest of the team. I, I remember earlier in my uh, in my ministry had a had a leader on the team who, um, who was kind of Charlie, you know, what, what I kept, I kept hearing it and I kept hearing it. And, um, I had, uh, he, uh, this person was serving alongside some high school students and it got to the point where I had parents of those high school students contacting me and say, Hey, can you not schedule my kids with Charlie? Because, mm-hmm they're coming home and I, I just am, I'm kind of worried about the influence there. And so wow. that was kind of the last straw for me. And so I had to sit down with Charlie and I, and say, you know, look, man, I, I love you and I am grateful that you're here. We are a better team with you than we are without you, mm-hmm. but you have a decision to make. I understand that uh, you have opinions about my leadership. You have things that you would do differently. Well, here's the deal. Right now, I'm the person that God called to lead this ministry. It, you're, you're, you are called to serve in this ministry. I'm called to lead the ministry. And so mm-hmm. the decision you have to make is, can you get on board with that? And did he? Um, he did, okay. actually. It, we, had a, we had a great conversation. He knocked on my door literally like 24 hours later and apologized. And yeah. I never heard another uh, crossword with him. There were times that that actually developed a, a pretty good relationship. There were times when I would go to him and I would ask what he thought. What do you think about this? You've been around the church a lot longer than I have. What do you think about this? Or what do you think if we did this? How, how you know? And so it actually, uh, as difficult as the conversation was, it created uh, a really good foundation for an open, honest relationship. Mm. Yeah, that's a great. And I would say to those uh, to those leaders who are uh, you're a you're a strong leader, 
right? You're not dictatorial maybe, but you're strong. Uh, let's have some grace. Let's have some wide grace because all of us have undermined leadership somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because we're human. Yep. And when we did it, most of the time, we were for the most part unaware of it. There may be a little part where we were kind of aware, mm-hmm. but having somebody call that out on us is actually a gift of, of grace and in helping us out to go like, oh man, I guess I was doing that. I have so many instances where I'm like, wow, I really did do that, didn't I? I'm such a moron. Yes, thank you for helping <laughs> correct that along the way. One thing that's helped us, Brian, on our staff is uh, we came back post, uh, post-COVID post and um, really wanted to tighten up some stuff with, uh, with our staff in, in terms of this and relationally and everything else. And so we came up with what's called, um, with our staff, sustaining attributes, which is kind of a fancy word. Another way to say it, we say around here is this is permission to play. So if you play on our team, um, this is what has to be true of you in order to play on our team. And so we're we're just we're interviewing for some new uh, team members right now, and we are running them through the gauntlet to find out if they are lined up with our permission to play. It's stuff like you got to have a passion for Jesus, mm-hmm. you have to have a bias for action, you have to have a servant's heart. Uh, we got a whole list of stuff. Um, but what it allows us to do then is we go back and reference those. When I'm sitting down uh, with uh, Charlie, I'm like, "Hey, Charlie, you know, uh, one of the one of the permission to play things here is that um, that we have we're, we have servants' hearts, uh, and so I'm I'm finding that maybe you've got some challenges in this area. Let's let's talk about that. Um, but when you just go in of like like so what is good. the you know, what are the guidelines to be able to yep, you're like, yep. well, I'm just getting volunteers. Like, and I know there's sometimes like I just need some warm bodies. Like, I just have to have. But I would say this that that you're creating this framework so that you can have a strong team. And that framework, while it might mean a few less people, will actually build you stronger teams in the long haul. And I think people coming in uh, realize it. You know, we just had a, uh, a guy this, this year ago who came in and became part of, our, uh, part of our worship team. And he was like, man, everything is so well structured and thought out. And this, I mean, we're not perfect. We make plenty of mistakes, but there's appreciation for a team that comes in and say, oh, this is how we do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and these are the guidelines. I mean, I would, the final thing I would say this, uh, uh, Brian is, I have to ask myself as a leader, am I modeling this? Because we're all under Good. authority. Yes. Every yes, one of us yes. are under, if I, I as a senior pastor am under authority to the elders of, of our church. Like I have a, a group of elders can call for my, my resignation at any moment, right? Like, please don't do it. If you're listening to this, elders, please do not <laughs> do that. <laughs> but I have to, I have to ask, am I, am I, modeling it well with them? Am I honoring them the way that I talk uh, about them? Um, and so I want to make sure that I'm modeling that to our team and not going like, well, this is what they say. This is what this, because that's going to leak out. However you, however you speak and model all that leak. I want to be able to honor, even if I don't agree. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say like, well, I just don't agree with this. I'll say, man, mm-hmm. leadership has taken us this way. These are the, the, the folks that uh, God has ordained in these moments. And so we're going to put our shoulder to the plow and let's go. Yeah, but I Absolutely. don't really like, nope, no, we're going. Mm-hmm. We're going because I have willingly placed myself underneath their leadership. Mm. And if I've done that, then I'm going to, I'm going to play that way. So, well, and if like, if you're the worship leader and in your team, hears you, um, if, if my dad was on here, he would say belly aching. That's what my dad yeah. always said. If your team hears you belly aching about the senior pastor, you know what you're telling them? This is how we handle stuff we don't agree with. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the, that's the bad modeling. Um, and so, you know, what Scott is saying is, you know, submission that's a word we don't mm. use a lot in 2022 submission 
to leadership. That's yeah. important, man. We had this uh, running joke at Mount Pleasant um, where people on our team would come to me with suggestions and I would say, hey, uh, just go throw that in this. We had an area behind the stage that was called the music suite. I would say, just go throw that in the suggestion box in the music suite. Most of the time, they would put two and two together when they went back there and they didn't find a suggestion box. <laughs> and so I had a volunteer <laughs> once who came right back to me like she had it she had something she wanted us to do there i was like hey just yeah go throw it in the suggestion box and uh five minutes later she comes back to me and she was like hey i have looked all over back there and i can't find a suggestion and i was like exactly <laughs> oh that's great oh that's great. man that's so good great conversation thank you guys if you've had um experiences with team members undermining your leadership or you've learned a lesson in that send us a send us a dm or send yeah. us an email info at worshipleaderprobs.com and uh, let us know how you handled that and uh, and how that went we're all we're a big community here and we're just learning from each other so uh yeah let us know yeah and like we say as long as you're as long as you're online why don't I go over to uh, apple podcast oh, hit uh hit like go to go give us a five star rating and a super nice mm -hmm. review and i'll tell you what Let's do this. Uh, we're going to give a shout out to somebody. I, I'm just making, I hope this is okay with Brian. We're going to give a shout out to somebody Absolutely. who goes, gives a five-star review. And if you can use as many as Brian's cool words as possible, <laughs> and they must, some of them must be Starbies. Yes. And yes. Uh, what was the one today? Minty Fresh. Minty you know? Fresh. And now that we'll mention you and your review on <laughs> Straight gas. Uh, the next, at the next uh, podcast. We would love, <laughs> uh, love to do that. I, but honestly, it's just a huge help in helping spread uh the word and two. And listen, if you haven't followed on the socials, make sure that you do that. It's at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram, Facebook, and the Tickety Talk. And on Twitter, just look for the hashtag Worship Leader Probs, and that'll get yeah. you right where you need to go. And we love engaging with you guys, man. Uh, and again, you know, huge shout out to our friends at Maven Media Productions. Uh, Scott talked a little bit about Heath Bottomley earlier. They've co-written this, or are co-writing this book, Fight for the Future. And um, Heath is just an amazing guy, leads the organization over there. And you hear us talk about Allie, who they're editing, editing the podcast and they're producing all the graphics and the video stuff that you see. And um, they're just the best in the business, man. And they'd love to help you as well. If you're in need of a website or some consulting or branding, social media plan, whatever you have need of uh, in, in those areas, Maven Media Productions can help you. So go check them out, mavenmediaproductions.com. And thanks to my friend Scott Hoke for our intro. Guys, we love you. And uh, thanks for listening to episode 188. Until next time, deuces. Arrivederci.